Hello Universe. Actually, this is not Hello Universe. This is Hello Anybody Unfortunate Enough to be listening to the following recording. This is an apology for what is a microphone banging into my hoodie tie. I thought I had figured out how to cleanly record my voice by clipping the microphone on my headset to a tie strap from my hoodie. I was positioning it in such a place so as to not let it bang into uh, the sh my shirt, etc. But every time I pulled the cord of my phone connection, it banged into itself, and it creates quite the um, quite the moment of uh, I can't take it anymore for the listener. And unfortunately, I think this is um, if you're going to. Uh, get one episode to understand what I'm trying to do in this and we're going to decide whether or not to go listen to another one this is probably one of the fairest ones to judge me by so in that way since uh, I don't want to alienate anybody for my own audio technical difficulties which I have many but I'm working on them uh, I'm sorry I don't mean to make the content unlistenable because of my own variables that are under my control so I'll spend today trying to make sure that I figured out where to put the microphone but I have held it in a position it should have had no interference in this introduction so if somehow I screwed this up I might even just give up on myself you know what I'm saying hello universe uh, it's been a while it's Sunday morning and that would make the date the March 13th day of March, March 13th, Sunday morning. The time is 11.05. No, it's 11.03, sorry. Those two minutes matter, as my experience at Home Depot proved. A big difference between 3.06 and 3.08 in this world, and if you haven't learned that yet, now is a good time to learn it, especially if you tend to be late. Six minutes is no longer considered late, but seven or eight, well, those those are the difference. That's that's what that's where that line is now drawn. If you work anywhere, I'm sure the six, seven, eight minute range. Um, if you work anywhere in corporate America, big box structures, that's really all I have familiarity with. But if you work in those zones, um, just get used to being everywhere. Everywhere you need to be, you got five minute window, and then you're considered late. That is the custom, I believe, if we were to pull the universe, that most people would say, yeah, you know, five minutes late, that's not late. Six, seven, eight, eight, you're eight minutes late. That's late. So there it is. Sort of like how we know what a game is. It evolves by what we consider a game. You can't really define a game until society has weighed in on, well, that's a game. Okay, so that's in. Well, that's not a game. So that's out. Well, you know, everybody in the world will give you five minutes. Okay. Then corporate America says, well, then we can't say be here within three minutes of your time because that would seem like it rubs us the wrong way. We would think, hang on, buddy. I mean, shh. No. Three minutes late is basically early. But... Those lines are just things that over time evolve. They're not the sort of 
get on TV and tell everybody this is the way it is now. We've officially decided that if you are five minutes late, you are still on time. If you are six minutes late, you are considered barely on time. And if you are seven minutes late, you are bordering on late. And if you are eight minutes late, you are late. That is official. Everybody should know. No. But in a way, it becomes official, especially if it gets integrated into the work structure. Because you don't need to tell us all what's going on. We learn it. Because we learn it through doing it. And... When I ask for your patience today, universe, well, I'm, I'm working some shit out. And I don't even know what I'm working out. I mean, yeah, I do. Well, no, I don't. Uh, okay, what I know and what I don't know. What I'm going after and what I think I might discover versus what I'm going after and eventually will find out to be the case, right? These things are just, if I had to guess the whole reason we choose to come down here. Because you get to have this level of consternation in your mental fabric that makes pursuing it and answering it have value. We really do chase down knowledge and truth without thinking about it. And so I've always been curious, and I should probably explain what I mean by that. I mean that... Every one of us wants to know what's really going on. There's never a time when you're like cool with knowing that you don't know everything, but somebody else knows what the fuck's going on. And I don't think that's, I think that's built in the DNA structure of whatever aliens manipulated us 7,000 years ago, 10,000, 700,000 years ago to make us all live in these fits of consternation. I mean, what if the simulation is simply testing that? You're given an unbelievable, in your fundamental blood level, drive to know. The truth especially. But to know. You want to know stuff. And you're given at the same time this whole well of shame that you can tap into where you don't want other people to know stuff. So you have this duality of, oh my God, nobody can find that out, with, oh my God, I have to know everything. And I think when I look at this universe and I say it's all my fault, it's because that tension of, oh my God, I can't let them find out. Well, since I dissolved into that pile of protection to the point it became the only thing in my life that mattered. Well, I've always wondered why I'd let myself do it. Why was I such a liar? I couldn't answer that question. I never got an answer to it. I mean, I have intuition about it, right? Most of my early lying was because I didn't want people disappointed in me. Simple as that. And when I found out I could disappoint people, well, if I did something potentially disappointing, better not to tell everybody I did it. Especially if nobody would ever find out. And so then, you have to ask yourself questions like, well, why, why do I do this shit? Why do I do disappointing stuff? Like, who am I disappointing, right? What, 
What is the disappointment? What is this feeling of shame that is baked into my, my actions? Why, why am I always able to see a better version of myself but not be that better version of myself? In fact, not just that, but why do I see ways to, um, to tranquilize my life, keep it on the constant, uh, simple, mechanical flow rhythm, <clears throat> and yet I seem to always want to shake things up. What is, what is that? Why do I want chaos in my life? Okay. So, now, these are not daily um, patterns. I didn't wake up thinking, what can I do to go create some chaos today, ever. But what I did is when I looked back over a life of now four decades of reflection, I don't know how much reflecting I did from the ages of 12 back, but I probably was even a reflective little motherfucker then, let's be honest. But when you get that much life, to reflect upon, at that point, you can see that you did things like constantly bring chaos into your life by actions you took. That at the time, you may not have had any subtext to say this has high chaotic potential, or you were lying to yourself saying, I never knew it could do that. Okay, that's possible. But once you've been through that pattern three times, if you haven't identified it and said, not only do I think I'm capable of that, I believe I'm actually instigating it. Well, okay. Why do I keep having these horrible breakups in the second year relationships with women I really do think I love? <clears throat> That's a question I had to ask myself at some point. Because it looked like a pattern that I must be initiating. And no, it wasn't just because I had all these lies on wine, but at some point, yes, it was that. Because whatever version of myself I would put in front of the people I truly felt most vulnerable toward, those who I might actually want to like me back, well, that guy would put up a veneer starting in week three. Well, I don't want to tell her about that incident in college. She'll think I'm too aggressive. A drunk. Well, aren't you? Isn't the voice I would ever let say anything in my head? No, no I mean, I, there's evidence of it, but I'm not that person, I would think. Well, why is there evidence? <sighs> because I'm not always the best person I can be. Okay, so you start to get to some fundamental truths, right? So what are these things about yourself that maybe you don't have control over? Well, my emotions. Oh, okay. What do you mean by that, right? So when you ask yourself all these questions, well, <clears throat> you, you are, in my opinion, finally saying to yourself, Am I willing to work out what has caused me to not fulfill my life at any level? Am I willing to work that out? Well, 
I wanted to. I wanted to from the time I was probably 27, 8, somewhere in there. But what I couldn't stop doing was lying. That's what I ultimately had to come up with. I had to know why I couldn't tell the truth. And nobody could tell me. And I didn't think I had a chance, really, of finding out via the traditional channels because I couldn't tell them the truth. I couldn't tell anybody the truth. Well, whatever changed in 2014, 15, 16, 17, it wasn't intentional. I had given up. Once you think you're such a liar that you don't even tell yourself the truth, well, who are you? You are literally a ticking time bomb because you are nobody of anything substantive whatsoever. Now, I agree, a lot of this is taking it to the, its limit, but I am a person who lived at my limit. So I believe sometimes, as I think about it now, that whatever was in me that said, you don't have to quit if you would just speak the truth, it would all stop. Never died. Because I always knew that my biggest problem was my issue, that I was afraid of letting you down. And once I had taken every gift that this existence could give you and misused all of them, well then what did I have to show you except a complete life of letdown? And it's a not fun place to be to think that you have literally done the absolute least with the absolute most potential of anyone. Now, everything I've said previous to that statement you can say is hyperbolic, but I can give you evidence that I'm right on the last statement. In fact, that hurt me the most. Because in my head, I had all this myth and legend of this wonderful dude who kept just falling into the wrong pit of sand. Oh, this one is pulling me down. That one, Coronas and Beach Volleyball. Why was I always in the quicksand? Because I was always afraid that I wasn't good enough at volleyball and I had stopped drinking Corona, so you guys don't even want me over there. Kept telling myself that there's no reason to think anything else other than you should try to limit the damage you do. The last thing you should think is that there's a path out to do what you were supposed to do when you got here, which is enjoy your life, be a good person, and help other people when they need it. You. You missed that boat, bro. That one you probably let go of someday in high school when you first felt that you had it in you to do something terrible. Well, why did you think that? I don't know. I started doing things that made me question what is the limit here? Like, if I will scheme my way to get my 
outcome served in this way? How will I scheme my way to what limit? Well, I don't know that I had a limit, to be honest. I'm glad that I was too um, incompetent to end up in a space where the competent people were doing some of the dastardly stuff they do. Because once they had shown me what kind of real scheming can be done, I'd have been like, oh, do I ever think I found an apprentice master situation you might be interested in? Because I will do whatever, ever, ever, ever I have to for you to tell me that I'm a good person doing the right thing and that you like me. But fortunately, I never ran into any Sith Lords, I don't think. Or at least I never was as exposed enough to them at that moment to show them that I was up for whatever potential disaster we could run. No, at this point I was probably wondering why the Google algorithm was such an elusive monster to try to unwind. I mean, that was an interesting problem. I did enjoy the initial couple years in the digital advertising agency trying to back-engineer what Google was doing with search engine results why it was all flipping around all the time, what their tweaks and twists were to make us all congregate on certain points of data. It was, uh, it was a couple years into that, well, more like four, uh, I don't know, six, I guess, really, whatever. When, uh, when that shoot up in Connecticut happened, I remember being at work I mean, it was rolling out during the day, the updates. It was just a horror show. I mean, we were, Christmas was two, two weeks away, and this was happening. You know, certain times, the world just feels like it, it's going to break. I mean, that was the whole 2012 thing and all that stuff. So I was ready for it. I was like, hell, split this planet in half. Let us all dissolve into nonsense in consequence. I was ready for it, so why not take the whole planet with me? Looked like it was ready for it, too. And uh, it took a couple more years before I finally stood up after a meeting with somebody that was just another incident of me knowing I was lying to myself about what I was doing. But I just stood up, looked at the guy that had started the business, and Bought me, brought me in as employee number two and said, I quit. I will never be back. I'm sorry. And I walked out the door. <sighs> yeah. Get home and you think, what the, what did I just do? You know. But you know that you wanted to do it 115 times t until that day. And you finally had the balls to do it, is what you're telling yourself, at least in the moment. And you know that's the truth. You can certainly hear it ringing inside of you, and it rings true throughout your bones. So you know that's true. Well, now what do you do, right? Just admit that you're the ultimate loser, that society was one in which every time you went and played in the sandbox of Grand Theft Auto 4, you found yourself doing things that never worked out. You never completed a single mission. I mean, okay, you graduated college, but literally, that's about the number one thing you can say for what you got done that you were trying to get done in life. And it's not like you got to grad school or did any post work that was of meaning or even of purpose 
consequence gain in the financial industries? No, nothing. You sat around and started thinking, why was I always the problem? Well, you don't care anymore, right? Like at this point, your life is your life. Look at it. Who, who would care? You got nothing. Nothing going on except consternation, self-loathing, and a whole bunch of unanswered questions that nobody gives a shit to even tell the truth about. Because that, my friend, is the universe you deserve. Look at the way you led, led your life. You never, ever had the stones to say, here's what I did. Here's what I think. And here's no more apologizing for being the outcast, misfit, purple grape on a vine full of green grapes that I feel like. Well, nobody gives a shit. No, they don't. You're right. But do you give a shit? Uh, no. Why would I? So as you work your jobs at places like Kroger and you try to do your best, but you know this is just a system built to fail. Well, I'm not implying that that is indicative of the entire Kroger system. I'm saying that is indicative of this misfit and that system trying to congregate in a way that this misfit doesn't feel like a misfit. That wasn't it. And yet, I know, as I'm saying, this isn't it, that this is all you get. Stop saying this isn't it and stop thinking things could be better. They can't. You're done. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, and I pulled it off for nine months before I just consciously was still committed, but subconsciously couldn't. I quit my job in a blackout episode that I've never, ever had the recollection of, though I've seen myself do it. You know, I mean, at some point, you're like, well, I am freaking crazy. That's all there is to it. I'm just simply crazy. In fact, I kind of, at that point, what else can I say? As I put it to the psychiatrist, I was like, I keep telling myself in my waking state that I'm not nuts, and yet I keep proving that I can't maintain my sanity in my waking state enough to just go to work, feed myself, and die lonely with nothing but a, a path of no damage from here forward. And I, I don't know what, because so, somewhere in here things were changing. I just didn't know it yet. And I think I have to admit that why, whatever caused me to, to up and blackout quit a job was a part of myself that I had never let breathe. And it was the part of myself that no longer gives a S-H-I-T what any of you think. I didn't even know the self existed. 
until, as I said, I had these two incidents of, frankly, confession to two people who I was having a conversation with that I knew I would never, ever have confessed until this point in my life. I, I couldn't believe these, these moments in time had come out of my mouth. Like, I was admitting this? Wait a second. What am I doing? And when I started thinking back, I could spot a couple other times recently that I had said things that I knew I had never said before. Not that these weren't things I could see coming out, but all of a sudden I started seeing I had been telling the truth for a while. Like, inside truths. And I hadn't consciously decided to do this, but they were just blah, 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 coming out of my mouth. So, couple that with the Mandela effect, and well, frankly, I just felt completely different. And maybe it is that somewhere along the line, that little voice that needed me to finally stop caring what other people think, and that I was disappointing them, and to just start living the way I was born to live. Kind, forgiving, and understanding. And I'll get back into why I think I started really feeling I couldn't show anybody my mistakes. But the little ways that I messaged the world in my youth stacked up. They became huge insecurities in my adulthood. So terrified was I of looking awkward in front of women. It's shameful. But that shame was because it started early with never wanting to disappoint anybody, ever. And now, if, if you had told me even two years ago that I would be admitting to the world that in a moment of petty and insecure frustration, I would throw a golf club at a friend of mine and hit him in the face, that I would be admitting this to the world, I would have told you, you can tell me a lot of things, but you can't tell me that lie, because I know the truth on that one. I will never tell the world that. Well, yes, I will. Because I understand now that the only prison I was truly ever going to find myself in was the one where I didn't trust everyone else around me to be okay with the mistakes I've made. Well, I have made a ton of them. But the only thing I know isn't a mistake at this point is documenting this truth. Because this isn't a conversation I ever expected to have with myself. I never thought I could tell myself the real truth of why I think I've done the things I do and what it is that I think I want to do going forward to make my life have meaning. I don't really need anybody else anymore. And for all of my life, I thought I needed to be perfect for all of you. For reasons that I admit are ludicrous. I'm not trying to say that I, I am not alone on this island. But when the eighth follower showed up yesterday and I thought, eight? Well, that's not my mom. She only has two computers. And my dad would never follow me. So who is that? Well, whoever you are in Seattle or LA or somewhere else on that map, I don't know what you're doing. But if you're as lost as I was, 
where you think you don't have a chance to even find a fulfilling life, you've given that up, you think this is all it is, I'm just going to settle in, put on my seatbelt, and drive 14 miles an hour the rest of my life. Because the world has told me they don't want to see me go out there and do anything else. This is what they like me to do. Well, I get that feeling, boy. Do I ever. So maybe that's where the speed limit exists for me now. Maybe this explanation was useless. But I felt like I had to try to think through, why am I doing this? Why is that person even remotely interested in what I have to say? Some of my stories are pretty funny. Some of them are painfully revealing. But they're all true. And I think if there's one big problem worth working on that's left, that I have some experience, some legitimate something to say here, it's why are we caught up in a world full of so many secrets and lies? I don't understand. I mean, I do understand, but then I don't. Because my lies were always about not wanting to disappoint you. And I don't think that's the only reason we're out there lying these days. But I think that's probably where it all starts. And so I, I, I'm, I'm here to say I don't know what we're doing anymore. I don't look around and see a society that the better people built, which I used to. I used to think, well, these concepts of liberty, justice, the pursuit of whatever life dream you have in a fulfilling manner that will mean something to you and the freedom to do that, those were concepts that I thought the world was built on when I was assessing it for the first time. And when I started assessing it as what happens when good people are in charge, I thought, well, good, the good people are in charge. But I'm not saying that there's good and bad people, but we know there are people who will use positions to further their own interests over those of the people they're there to serve first. We know that happens. We see it happen in our country routinely. It's okay because we let you get away with a couple of those. We know that you can be weak. You can have intentions that might have been misaligned, but if you learn your lessons and move forward and do something productive from there, well, we like that. So we give people second chances. We do the kinds of things that allow people to, to maneuver in those spaces with integrity and good intention, but not perfection. But when then somebody like me finds their way up that channel of fissure to the top, and they think, hey, you know what? These people are forgiving. Like, literally, to the point it's a weakness. Do you know what we can do with that? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud to you? No, I meant to say that to another person that might agree with me. So see you. Hello, hello. Hey, stop it. Stop it. Uh-oh, pause. Okay. So, oh, wait, I didn't blow my nose. Hang on. Am I recording? I think I am. Let me just check. Yes, 
It's ticking 12, 13. All right, so uh, getting disrupted by people when you say positions of power is always hilarious, but I don't think my dog's in on it, so I'm going to have to say that was just coincidence. Da, da, da. That was for you conspiracy nuts. Not that I'm not one, but only in the fact that I know in a lot of those conspiracies are unanswered questions that are legit. However, I don't necessarily think we didn't go to the moon. I don't necessarily think we did go to the moon. I don't know what I think because there's too many places in that little web of uncertainty to tell me this is the side that's clearly right. But that aside, aside, when you let somebody crawl up those channels into a position where built-in padding exists, well, they're going to they're going to use the padding as much as it's there to be used. Again, these are the things that when you have no sense of you don't deserve more than anybody else, are there to be taken by those smart enough to observe there's a gap to be had over the morons. This is the gap. The morons don't even see it. Or if they see it, they're too stupid to take advantage of it. That's what the tactician thinks. And the tactician's right. Let's, let's face it. They're right. What sucks is that because they're right, that these are the gaps that we need to press if we're going to get anywhere that's ahead of the game, because these are the leverage points that if we don't press, somebody else will. Well, that becomes almost an argument the good people can't say no to. Sooner or later, a good person says, okay, let's do it. Well, damn. I mean, damn, breaking, more like. Because once the good person says, yeah, let's do it, shit, now everybody's going to do it. Because it only takes one good person to stand up and say, this is the new standard. Before we all say, well, if he's doing it, And so, I think we now live in that world. I mean, look at, look at what happens. What, why, why is six minutes the new okay? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it's a tenth of an hour, and it's easy to calculate when you're trying to decide where the line is drawn versus an employee being on time versus being late, and what value they bring in that assimilation. Because we can't quantify every variable to determine, well, okay, your late variable's a nine, but you're helping out other employees is a 15, and you're helping out the customers is a 33. So that nine has to improve, but we see that we keep you because you have out of bounds on these. No, you're a nine, bro. And a nine stays a nine two months in a row, and you're gone. Okay. And it turns out that's more like 26 months at some of these big box stores, but there's a line. You can only push it so far. And, and I'm fine with that. Otherwise, we don't have standards. Otherwise, we don't have expectations. Otherwise, we don't have a society upon which we agree this is a standard we should all adhere to. Six minutes is the new, you're late. Actually, seven is. Six minutes is the new, you're still on time, but... Next time, can we be five or less? Because that's sort of what we meant when we said five minutes. But, of course, you push it to six. 
Okay. Yes, I push it to six. I'd push it to eight if we could, but that doesn't calculate very easily. And they don't want to go to nine. <laughs> Start breaking the clock down into three-minute segments. That kind of works out for us. These six-minute segments, that's better for corporate America. So let's leave it at six. We'll train them all to be no later than five minutes, six at the absolute latest. Seven, you're late. Okay, I've learned that. I learned that. So I also learned early in life and throughout my life that truth was dangerous. Truth was the kind of thing that you kept the absolute truth of who you are hidden. Everyone does. has to be that way because we all end up with shame and secrets that for God's sake we're not going to tell anybody but maybe the one person in life who, if I die, they get my life insurance. Well, huh, I wonder if that policy for... I don't have that person in my life. And so the only person left to tell the truth to is me. Fortunately, I'm in a position where that's quite the story. I've got a lot of truth to spill out of my mouth, and I didn't know that I was ever going to have this conversation with myself. In my deepest moments of reckoning, maybe I would delve into some ideas about why I throw golf clubs, why I would let women become objects of my satisfaction, and why I would let that pursuit shame me into never giving them my emotional side in a capacity to build something real. Who is this guy? Well, I would have those conversations some nights with myself. But in the last couple of years, I started having those conversations with myself and coming up with some answers. And some answers that worked, that didn't make me feel like I was this broken person who I had become. So when I started asking myself questions like, why am I doing this? I started saying, I don't know, but it makes me feel good and I think I'm actually having a nice impact. I should do more of this. Yes, I should. Well, of course I thought I was phasing into some new delusion of being clear-headed, being not shameful, being okay with what I was guilty about, but knowing that those were past incidents that had no bearing on how good I could still be. These were conversations I couldn't have had with myself because I would never have trusted myself not to be full of shit. So I thought, okay, well, don't tell anyone this is happening because, you know, when it's not happening, you'll have to admit that you had it and lost it. Okay, yeah, that's that, that, that is the smartest thing you've ever said to yourself. About time you listen to something and we're thinking ahead about how this is all going to go wrong. Well, I don't know now. Like, it hasn't gone wrong. It's been a couple years. I do see that I'm recovering my life. I do see that I'm having an impact of the sort that I always thought I should be having. That's not to be boastful, but I can see, if nothing else, that by unwinding this huge knot that I let myself tie myself into, well, I'm not vibrating so pathetically as to influence the people around me for concern that that pathetic vibration is, again, verging on exploding. 
No. I don't present myself anymore as a person to worry about. I don't even think of myself that way anymore. In fact, I don't think of myself as anything other than wondering how we're living in this crazy situation. Well, it's all my fault. Because a world full of misunderstandings, less than perfect moments, and frankly, stupid ass shit is what a human life is. So, so what? You know what else a human life is? It's the best thing I've ever experienced. As far as I know, it's the only thing I've ever experienced. But it's the best thing I've ever experienced. And what makes it the best? Every moment I have with other people. Those are my best moments. They always have been. So, when I see us masking up and turning inside more and more, afraid to even reveal that which might be shamed, mocked, forever held against us on an Instagram account that we wish we'd never created. Well, I feel so sorry for all that experience because it's so unnecessary. All of this can change. All of it. No, that isn't something you should not put on the list. All of it. What are you frustrated with? It can change. I'm proof. I don't know why I don't lie anymore. I can't answer that question. But I know I don't. And I know that that is the biggest problem we have. Is that too many people, for too many reasons, that are legitimately considerations, but they just went too far. We are now trapped in a world where nobody knows anything. The truth is so elusive you can't even find it. And people are just terrified of letting it all unwind. Oh my God, if they find that out, the whole apple cart will tip. Yeah, well, I don't even know if it's an apple cart anymore. So you know what? I'm ready to tip everything. This needs a reset of, I'm sorry we did all this stuff. I'm sorry it got to this point. But if, if, if you find out, you're going to hang me in the town square. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not going to, all I, all I want to do is stop the, the insanity that all these lies have created. I forgive everybody. Whatever you got swept into was a situation that existed because of other lies that built a situation for that to exist. We are all pawns in a game of falling for the wrong impulses at different times. That's part of the human experience too. But you don't get to be the head of some bureaucratic agency built on manipulating the populace through propaganda without that entire scenario existing to enable you into that position. So that's why I don't feel like there's a whole level here at which we need to hang out everyone's dirty laundry and point at it. But we do have to come clean. Don't you think there's a reason we all look back at childhood and think how terrific the world used to be? Because it can be that.
There's no reason for us to be ashamed of what someone else thinks of what we're going through. It's the human experience. And the fact that you feel you can't tell people this, this, or that is just what you think is the way it is. And I'm telling you, that's not true. You have nothing to fear from the rest of us except the fears we create for you. And forever I was trapped by that fear. So why am I doing this? Because I don't know that I won't fall right back into that. Yes, sir. I would love to do that for you, sir. Oh, no, we don't need to tell them. No, this is for the greater good sort of reasoning that makes me think, again, I'm letting you down. I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let what feels like the reason I'm here to be kind, understanding, and forgiving. I don't want to let that down. So I will find a way to forgive whatever has happened because that is in me as fundamentally now as is the truth. So if I wasn't going to document this point of time in life for myself, so that at some point, if I ever feel like I've lost track of what I'm here trying to do, this is my narrative to say, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing. And the reason to have put it into the public sphere is to know that I'm ready to be myself for everybody. Now, I don't think everybody has to go through this. I know there are plenty of people out there going, oh my God, man, <sighs> you think way too much about everything. Yeah, I do. But once I started realizing my emotions were not my enemy, that my co-pilots in this human experience were in fact not here to just mock me and tell me everything that I was doing wrong, and that... I had always loved everybody. I just had done a poor job of showing it. I thought, well, it's time to come clean because this is what's always held me back. The idea that at some point you'll find something out about me and that'll be the last straw and I'll have to move on because you'll have had enough of me. Well, for many of you, I'm sure that happened 13 minutes into listening and good for you. You should be able to recognize those people in your life that you just don't need to hear what they're saying. But I will never be the person who doesn't need to hear what I'm saying. So I'm saying this to myself and to the universe that I finally understand where I fit in. I finally get that I need other people around me to help me as much as I think I can help them. And that if I don't have that, well, my life won't be ultimately fulfilling. And I won't have understood why. Because I think that's about as easy as it gets. And when I say these things, my body literally vibrates crazily. I don't know how to explain this, but I started believing that that's my new truth meter. And I'll just say that's a good sign. Because I've always thought I was here to do good things. I think we all do. But I think we also are born into a situation where at some point we all think, oh, well, I can't let them know that. Or, uh-oh, got to keep that on the down low. Nobody needs to know about this. Why? I'm not 
I'm not here to tell you you did it wrong. I'm here to say I understand why you did it. And if we can all just understand a little bit for each other, well then, what do we need all the secrecy for? Well, that's the problem I'm working on. That's why I'm doing this. And I suppose that's the purpose that I feel my life is here to fulfill. To show people that there's nothing to be ashamed of. There is no reason at all to think that you can't just tell people everything. So, I gotta find a job. It's been 46 minutes, 47 almost, on this recording, so I'm not going to get into my update with what's happening with Home Depot. I really do want to work at Home Depot right now. I know that sounds crazy, maybe, if, especially if you're listening to this for the first time, but i got plenty of reasons that that's the case. And uh, so, since it's Sunday, and I know that means whoever the store manager is isn't working, or not that I know that, but let's say it's probable... I'm going to do nothing for my job search today. I'm going to go into Home Depot tomorrow and talk to the manager who I hope still is the manager and ask for my job back. And if that doesn't work, then I really do have to pursue the onslaught of applications to whoever will take me. But I'm, I'm going to at least see if Home Depot will accept me back first. And that gives me all day today to clean the kitchen, do all my laundry, clean the bathroom, and clean up the dog hair from giving Phoebe a trim. All of that gets done today. So, will I be back to talk more about this list of stuff I never even got to? Maybe. Because I find it satisfying to to think those are the parts of my days that I like the most. When I get to think through something. Now, do I need to think through stuff live on these recordings for other people to go, Oh my God, do you even have a point? No, I don't. But maybe I'll have a point at some point today, and if I get that point, what's the point? This is the point. That I had a point, but I got on here and forgot to tell you. So maybe I'll get on there and forget to tell you the point. But the point is, I appreciate anybody who got this far in this thing, because (sighs) how tiresome can I be? Well, I'd say I can be this tiresome. Or could I be more tiresome? What's the most tiresome I could be? I think I just proved it. This is it.